Hello, everyone. It is I, Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, five color shrines, also mazes and also elementals. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Commander's Brew. It's episode 254. Uh, we're both here, Andy and Sean, like always, a true classic episode, and we're ready to bring it to you. A true classic. Very bold. Uh, we, 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 we're confident to say this is a, will be a classic episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, saying you can take that in two ways. You can say, you can, you know, you can say it in mean, <laughs> like, hey, this is just a classic episode. You know, this is just what you're used to. Uh. This is just a true, like, right in the bread and butter area. You know what I mean? Meatloaf, potatoes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's, uh, that's kind broccoli. of a, a meaning of classic. But then you also have, like, a true classic. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's one like of the all time greats. Like when Rocky fought Ivan Drago. Yeah. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> a classic fight in movies. Yeah. That's is that true. the most? What What is the most top three? I'm put you on the spot. <laughs> Iconic movie fights, any genre, any like gear, but not like. Well, I'm not even gonna say top Just three fights. movie one v one fights. I mean, loose one v one. I mean, we're not talking about like a war. We're not talking about like a battle. We're not talking about a war. We're not we're talking, talking about, about a full battle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I maybe, think... maybe at one point a third character throws sure, something. Sure. Yeah. I think you're pretty close to one of them. I think it's probably mm-hmm. not Drago. It's probably more Apollo Creed Rocky. He's got to be probably one of them, right? Rocky 1 from Rocky, the first Rocky? I'm thinking Rocky 1. I'm thinking we're Rocky. That's your top fight of movies? That's one. Okay, no, no. I just, I, you said iconic, right? So, like, to me, that's yeah. one of the most iconic fights. Yeah. I'm not talking about best either. Like, because, like, that, as well, far as, like, boxing goes, like, that's, like. The Rocky movies aren't great for that. I mean, it doesn't have to be boxing. No, I know it doesn't. So, okay. I, but I would include Rocky, Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also include. Come on, Vader, Luke, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, iconic fight. Loses the hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Exactly. I mean, you know, finds out his father. You know, yeah. Vader's just toying with him, but Luke's impressing him. It's really. A lot of emotion, charged emotion in that battle. Yeah. Really, really yeah. great. And a third fight. Um, uh, it's tough, man. A lot of great movie fights. There's so many good fights. Mo- movies do violence very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I love the fights that George Clooney and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones have in that movie where they uh, are a divorced couple and <laughs> they inco- intolerable cruelty. Okay. But that's more of a verbal (laughs) marriage fight thing. Number one, Rocky (laughs) Rocky. versus Apollo Creed. Number two, Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. Number three, whatever (laughs) George Clooney's character. Catherine Santa Jones, intolerable cruelty. Yeah. Okay. Not what I expected. I thought maybe we'd see Indiana Jones versus that big guy in front of the plane propeller, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. No, uh, maybe um, Clooney just edging it. No, yeah, he, he makes it in there. Uh, you know, you might you might have expected to see, say, um, Roy Scheider's character and uh, um, um, 
the uh, mayor of the beach. <laughs> yeah, or the or the or the shark, right? Uh, or the shark itself, you know, sure. That's a great fight. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Maybe you yeah. know, Godzilla versus Mothra, a classic fight. A classic fight. There's so many great movie fights. A lot of good movie fights. Yeah, movies are about fighting a lot. It seems. I mean, it's 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 physical conflict. I guess it's the manifestation of conflict directly, uh, and it's a visual medium. Yeah. So, I mean, Blade Blade Trinity, where Triple H suplexes uh, Ryan Reynolds through the through the wall. Does that does that Ooh, make it on your list? You think? I mean, it's a contender. What about the one? Do you remember? I don't remember. Rowdy Roddy Piper was in this movie, and he fought a big kidney. Like, like he went to a butcher shop and a kidney came alive and like fought <laughs> him for a second. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the only Roddy Roddy Piper movie I know is They Live, and I don't think it that's might in also there. be They Live. It might be They Live. I don't know. But they I Live is like it's like they're aliens. He fights yeah. a kidney. All I remember, I saw it when I was very young. I remember he goes into a store and this kidney, and I remember it as like sort of average stop motion animation this big kidney like rolls down the counter at him um i just thought it roddy piper kidney i'm not finding a lot i mean maybe it wasn't actually a kidney but it looked like a kidney meat, to me like I, a meat, some kind of what's his i got meat boy <laughs> okay. meat boy never mind no. that's not it oh well well i mean who knows uh, anyway, should we start the show? Maybe we should start the show. I mean, okay. Let's, I, I mean, I would like to hear everyone's top movie fights personally. Yeah, so top uh, movie fights. Let us know. Let's uh, let's get that from everyone too. So we're we're gonna thank you for listening. Of course, we're gonna thank the people who donated to Patreon.com/slash/CommandersBrew. Check it out. Uh, if you got some extra cash lying around and you feel like helping us produce the show, uh, one of the perks is getting in our Discord. You can help us brew these fun decks. And let me tell you, we're having a blast in there. There's a lot of fun back and forth type of stuff. Uh, that's a fun thing to do. Uh, if you maybe you want to go click that affiliate link to buy some magic cards, maybe this deck or any other cards you're thinking of buying, getting some of them jumpstart cards as they come out, maybe we get a little slice of that. If you're a Canadian listener, though, we have the best deal for you. We can actually get you cheaper magic cards delivered in Canada, shipped in Canada, $15 more. We have an ad from the Wizard Tower. Let's listen to it now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizards Tower, wizardtower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWICORIA, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there! Okay, well, yeah, there you have it. Um, let's uh, let's move into our commander interview for this week. Uh, this one is a mysterious one. Oh, you know what? Uh, I was really looking forward to this one, but I just realized uh, I gotta go uh, shake up my dry erase markers. Oh yeah, because um, they do get dry if you're not. Yeah, using they get dry them. if you don't use them enough, and then I'm just thinking like if I don't use one now, I'll forget, and then mm -hmm. then they'll just be ironically too dry to use you can't have that can't you, no you can't have that so you know it makes sense i mean i i maybe next time we could do it maybe not in the middle of the show we have an interview to do but, but you know, if i remembered i would have if yeah. i remembered i would have. no that's no problem it's okay well uh 
we'll see you in a bit, I guess. Yeah. And um, I'll move into the uh, the interview. Okay, bye. Uh, okay, so um, I'm joined here today by uh, someone who's... I, can you hear me? Yeah, yes, I can hear you. You can, you can hear me? Yeah, but it's like... Yeah, it's like you're on Unsolved Mysteries or something. Oh, oh, I'm so relieved you can hear me and see me. I I, I have been phased out. I am currently phased oh. out, and it's, let me tell you, it is not easy. This is a step, I mean, like, I, I would expect someone who's phased out, I couldn't even see them or anything. The fact that I can even just make out your shape is, is pretty impressive. I can only hope that this means I am beginning to phase back in. Mm. Finally, my tortured existence will get back to normal. Uh, I thought this would never end. What a nightmare it is to be phased out. Uh, well, I mean, can you tell us what it's like? Oh, sure. Uh, imagine, you know, like, like, I mean, maybe it's hard to imagine, but like, do you remember on TVs, when you'd flip the channel and, like, you'd get to a channel of just static or snow, it's just, like, it would be this loud hiss yeah. and snow sound. Imagine that's all you could see or feel or hear. Like, you can't even see your hand in front of your face. That's all you experience. My God, what a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah, so all you can do is, like, just, like... Think of stuff, think of, like, will this ever end, try to, like, remember everything you've ever remembered. Wow, it's like purgatory or something. Yeah, thought so. Let me tell you, not a fan of that Teferi guy. So, yeah, I was gonna say, like, how did this happen to you? You know, people don't just phase out, like, someone has to phase them out, right? Well, I don't really know. I was, like, like the last memory I had was seeing the brand new movie Empire Strikes Back in the theaters. Uh, it, it just came out yesterday. Like, I, that's the last memory I have. I don't know how long I've been phased out. But, you know, it was very exciting. Uh, and I was ready to, you know, get, get into my <laughs> Mustang automobile <laughs> and drive to my... my Bungalow house. Okay, these things aren't really, you know, a bungalow and a Mustang it could be any time period. But the fact that you just said the Empire Strikes Back just came out. Yeah. That's 1980. That's 40 years ago. You've been phased out for 40 years. years. What year is it? It's 2020. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2020. We are fully in the future. You are here. Well, and let me tell you something. Not, I, I can't it's rough. wait to phase back in then. Just, I can only imagine what sort of flying automobiles or we could probably travel anywhere in the world oh, in a no. matter of minutes. No, 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 no. no. Uh, do, uh, surely we've solved world peace by now and everybody just... 40 years? Only 40 years. Come on. Well, okay, you know I mean? What do you think we're going to do? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, first of all, you know, is it true? Is it Darth Vader's really Luke's dad? <laughs> okay, I can tell you. I don't like spoiling things for people, but you heard this. You you heard this sort of before you saw the movie. No, I, I saw the oh, movie. Oh, you saw I was the movie coming out of the theater. Out. I was on oh, a Oh, and you're high. wondering if it's true. Yes, I heard that a lot of people. Best movie saw that. I've ever yeah. seen. 
Um, I'll tell you, I will confirm it. It is, in fact, true. It is true. That wasn't just a live oh Vader. Oh, Yeah. Andy, I, 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 I'm probably not the first to say this, but I will go on record as saying I am officially a bigger fan of Star Wars than I am of Battlestar Galactica. I'll, you know, I'll go wow. on record and say this yeah. is a way better franchise <laughs> well, you know, than that very popular TV show. Well, you know what? I got a pleasant surprise for you. There's a whole other, there's like a, they did a remake of Battlestar. You know, what? in the kind of like mid two thousands, I guess it would have been like mid to late two thousands, oh and it's really goodness. great too. So you might you're actually and guess what? Star Wars got a lot worse. It we kind of had a bit no. of a swap back here. So you know, I, I would encourage you to check out the further well, did, Star Wars I mean, franchise. Maybe they made one more movie and it wasn't as good. I can't imagine if the one more Star Wars movie was as good as Empire Strikes Back. You know what? It it was pretty good though. It's so and we'll just talk about that one. But you know what? Here, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. You're coming sure. out of you're coming out of 1980. Yeah, you're okay. fresh out of the 70s. You yeah, know, I got my. I still have my Walkman. I mean, I, I have my Walkman, but I can't use it while I'm phased out. Okay. Um. Uh. Because there's no power there. I don't know how that was. I, I, got no I just can't touch. I can't. Or manipulate How long things. does it feel like you've been phased out for? How does it feel like? Well, it's hard when you're in a void where you can't actually sleep or close your eyes and have it change anything and just hear droning, a droning hiss of no, like, like noise. Like, you can't even scream. Like, you don't make noise yourself. Like, it's very, it's hard to tell. It feels like... Yeah, it feels like a, a, a lifetime, a whole okay, life. so an like entire a lifetime. lifetime. Okay, so it feels like infinity. Not like a fun thing where maybe you were there and you've only been there for like an hour or two, and then you wake up and oh, it's forty years later. No, for you it's even longer. It felt like it was like a thousand years, and then you woke up and it's like oh, it's only been forty years. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, either way, I missed my kids growing up. Oh, you had kids. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they fully have grown up now. Uh, probably in there, you know, depending on how old they were, I suppose, uh, 40s or 50s. Four. So 48 and 44 years old. Well, you know yeah. what? You can reconnect with them. They're probably still kicking around, you know. Um, let me ask you again. There's something else here. What was your biggest hope for the future? And I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll let you know if, if it happened. Like, what's, what, what was your biggest thing you were looking forward to? Or I hope that this exists in the future. I hope that they've figured this out. Ooh, um, true mosquito repellent. Oh, okay. Okay. Like those can, there's candles you can buy, but they don't really work. I mean, I'm talking true mosquito repellent. Yeah, 40 years on, we still haven't figured that one out. Oh. We got a good thing here called DEET. I don't know if they had that back in the 80s. I, I like, think we do. I feel like they yeah, probably I, did. I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, we haven't really improved on that. So it kind of works pretty good, but it's not perfect. Anything else? Mm. Any, what's what else? Oh, I don't know. Probably somebody didn't tell you about the global pandemic that's happening currently and how everyone's got to stay inside their house. Global pandemic? It's not great right now. Things aren't great. Things are not super well, great. Well, I mean, it's got to be better than a, in a void of a gray hiss. I don't know, actually. Like most people, like half of the people don't think, don't believe anything they're told about the pandemic. So it just keeps getting worse. It's really rough out here. 
wasn't like the movie Mad Max, starring relatively unknown Australian. I like, I like I'm a movie buff. You yeah. probably haven't heard of Mel Gibson, but he's my favorite actor. Uh, a lot of people don't give him a lot of credit. He's one of Australia's finest, and I think if Hollywood gets their eyes on him, he'll do really great things. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, <laughs> it didn't. Like in some ways, you're right. You know. Uh, okay, great. But then, you know what? in other I'm ways, looking forward it didn't to work all out. the. I'm looking forward to seeing what happened to all my favorite. You know, celebrities and what happened to Oh, okay. Them. Well, who, who named somebody? Like, I hope it's not oh, God. Listen, Mel Gibson. Just forget about him for now. He okay. didn't work out. He's It's not great. But what, what? who else are you liking back then in 1980? Oh, in 1980, Judd Hirsch, I think, is so great. It's okay. called Taxi, and I can't wait to see what else he gets up to. Judd Hirsch. Well, you know, I think Judd Hirsch did pretty good. He's in a movie called Independence Day. He's still around. Uh, so, you know, um, uh, yeah, I know he's, uh, seems like he's, uh, pretty cool, I think still. Oh, and, and is, and is America's sweetheart still Cheryl Ladd? <laughs> no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, just out of curiosity, in 2020, who is America's sweetheart? You know, that's a real good question. <laughs> America's sweetheart. I mean, it was Ariana Grande until she licked that donut. Um, I don't know. Ariana Grande and she licked a donut? Is that what can cause a sweetheart to fall out of America's grace? <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. She got oh, wow. in big trouble for licking that donut. Okay. Think about it. Would you like someone who just licked a donut that it wasn't even their donut? I mean... I guess I wouldn't want that donut, but I mean, Bam. arguably, if it was licked by a, an American sweetheart, then that should increase the value of the donut. <laughs> you know what? As you were saying that, I'm agreeing with you. That donut, <laughs> she made that donut better and more expensive, if anything. I would think so. Well, there you have it. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited for all of the wonderful technologies and how how great and utopian life must be in the year 2020. Maybe there's a global pandemic, but I can only imagine medicine has advanced to the point where we're going to kick this thing in a matter of days. <laughs> it's seeming like it's going to last more than a year uh, at this point. Um, some countries are still experiencing it, and it's getting worse, so... <laughs> I don't mean to let you down so much about the future, uh, man. You know, I'm, oh. I'm sorry. I, I, I know that in 1980, it looked like it could only get better. And it feels like maybe we peaked around like 2000 and I don't know, 10, 8, maybe. Mm. Um, things are rough right now. Hey, but you know, what? one thing, one thing's great. You know, everyone's real sick and tired of racism. We're getting We're kicking that out. We're saying enough of that. And that's a good thing. You know, yes. finally, right? Like, is that a new thing for you? Yeah, that's true. We should have done that a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, you're boy. right. It's uh, you well, know, I'm it's from 1980, great. and I should have done that a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, no, it's true. It's very true. Yeah, it's tough, tough stuff out here. 
Uh, I, I think I'm going back to the void. Yeah, I void sounds good. I'd love to join you, in fact. Can I come? Okay. okay. I, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to stay in this void as long as possible. I'm going to just do this and see if it takes me to the void. It's not working. <laughs> uh, okay, well, there you go. Uh, Sean, thanks for coming back here. Uh, you missed a a really, like, this could have been the premise for a movie. It was a guy who was phased out, and he'd been phased out since 1980. Oh, wow. Yeah, really cool. Um, I had to let him in on some tough truths about the world, you know? like Oh, about OJ? He never asked about OJ, thank God. You know, I didn't <laughs> okay. have to break OJ to him. <laughs> okay, no, good, he asked good. about some pretty tame celebrities. He asked about Cheryl Ladd and Judd Hirsch, so... Okay. Kept it pretty cool there, old, old whole bone. <laughs> sure, Kept it pretty cool sure. on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't talk about anything controversial, the president, anything like that. But I did tell him about the pandemic. And, well, he went back to the void. So oh, he's well, phased out uh, again. I hope to meet him one day, I guess. Do you think the, the phase out is the same as the blind eternities? That's an excellent question. It can't get, be. Do you think you get phased out to the blind eternities? See some Eldrazi out there? Like, because you, you'd come back a mess. Right. Yeah. You come like back with the dementia that the Eldrazi's give you. Yeah. You, you wouldn't just phase out and then phase back in and just be like, hey, what did I miss? You'd phase back in and be like, I've seen horrors, the <laughs> yeah. likes of which. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Well, um, what do you say we start talking about our deck tech for this week? Love it. Love it. This week, we, uh, everyone's talking about this. The new five color shrine. Um, and we also got five additional shrines. There are now 11 shrines that care about shrines in the way we want them to. Um, loosely speaking, every shrine gets stronger the more shrines you have out. So now we have 11 out here. We have like a five color shrine lord. It can't be your commander. Let me just read what it is. It's Sanctum of All. It's Kos Wuberg. It's a 5 CMC, one of every color. It's a legendary enchantment shrine. All of the shrines are legendary, so you're not allowed to copy them with any sort of things. We're not going to jump through the hoops of making them into creatures and then putting Helm of the Host or Spark doubling them and copying them that way. Although you could, but we're not doing that. Uh, so here's what or that thing that says does. the legendary rule doesn't is not in effect. That's true. That's true. That's another way to do it. But <laughs> anyway, I mean, then yeah. you have to have multiple. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. It's all right. Um, they're good enough without that. Sure. So here's what Sanctum of All does. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may search your library and or graveyard for a shrine card and put it onto the battlefield. If you search your library this way, shuffle it. And then if you have six or more shrines, all of your shrine triggers trigger double. They trigger an additional time. So you're getting double triggers off of... So that's another way you will eventually get there because every upkeep you're putting more shrines in. Maybe you've already had a couple shrines before you hit your sanctum of all. That's another way to do shrines. So that's five color shrines. There's 11 shrines. You could just make a deck uh, probably with new Captain Sisse because it's legendary. She can get legendaries. You put in your shrines and then that's your whole game plan. Boring. We also <laughs> uh, said, well, we're doing Burn five colors. I mean, it's 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 good. It's oh, probably okay. gonna be fine, yeah. but that's all you're gonna do. That's, yeah. that's like like that. The the lines of though that game are exactly the same every time, yep. right? Yep. Step one, Sanctum of All. Step two, win all the other shrines. Mm -hmm. 
So we're also, but we're also got a backup plan. What if we don't get our shrines? We're not going to devote. So, so like we're five colors. We're playing a bunch of dual ends. Why not throw Maze's End in there? Here's Maze's End. Uh, it's a land. It enters tapped and it adds one colorless, but you can pay three, tap this and return it to your hand. Search your library for a gate card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. And then if you control 10 or more gates with different names, you win the game. There are 10 gates of the guilds, and there's an additional gate that's sort of an all-encompassing gate. So now there's you don't even have to hit all of your gates. You can lose one. So we've just got this going on in the background. Maybe we got some shrines. Maybe we got this. But still, what's the deck do? I don't know. Elementals? Uh, <laughs> we got Horde of Notions. Uh, Horde of Notions is our commander. This is a legendary 5-5 elemental. It costs Wooberg, all the colors. 5-5 with Vigilance, Trample, and Haste. And the activated ability is Wooberg. You may play. Well, it says you may. It does say you may play in the Oracle text on here. Surely that says cast. No, maybe no, because it says play. So maybe maybe that's because some elementals can be lands. I somehow. don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. But you may play target elemental card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. This activated ability can be used at instant speed. Uh, the ability lets you do that. So we've got a bunch of elementals, but we're not an elemental tribal deck. We're not going 100% on shrines. We're not 100% all in on mazes. End. These are just all the things that the deck has going on. And whatever the shrines help the mazes end, the mazes end help the elementals, the elementals help the ramp. It all helps each other. Uh, so we just play how the deck wants to go. Then that's kind of the game plan. So I think you have a loose idea of what's going on. So let's get into some of our neat moves. Working on I lied. Before we do neat moves, I want to talk about a couple of the shrines we're not running. Oh. We are not running all 11 shrines. Some of them are mean. Ooh. The main one of them we're not running is Honden of Night's Reach. This is three and a black. This is the old. So there's there's like new Wooberg ones and old Wooberg ones, mm -hmm. one of each. So this is the old black shrine. It says at the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent discards a card for each shrine you control. Once we get this rolling, we'll have two, three, four cards. Like even if you spread it around, it won't be long before your opponents aren't allowed to keep cards in their hand. That makes magic unfun for a lot of people. Not to mention, you're going to have to target someone first with this. And just like, that's a rough choice. It doesn't do all opponents. So you're like, who do I hate? That could be rough. <laughs> yeah. Also not running the new white shrine, Sanctum of Tranquil Light. It's a single white and the ability is five and a white tap target creature. This ability costs one less to activate for each shrine you control. It's an activated one. It doesn't trigger on its own. So the double trigger doesn't work with Sanctum of All. And plus... Tapping creatures isn't enough, especially like if you get this early, I'm not paying five to do it. Uh, and if I get this late, I probably don't need to tap creatures because of all the other bonkers things my shrines are doing. And the other one I'm not running, ironically, you would you might wonder is Haunted of Seeing Winds. This is four and a blue. This is the old blue one. At the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card for each shrine you control. This is because it's not a May ability. And if you have Sanctum of All and six shrines, you start to, like, that's 12 cards a turn. <laughs> if you've been doing other, the other the other shrine is sort of a loot type of shrine, but you only discard one card. So it is it is very possible 
to get close to deck yourself with this. I've left it out for that reason. You might deck yourself wow. <laughs> in your upkeep if you have this. Uh, so there you go. Those are the missing shrines. We have eight left. So since we started with a shrine idea, um, Andy, why don't you tell... The, the, these are the shrines we hope to start with, if not Sanctum of All. Right. So Sanctum of Fruitful Harvest, which is the new green shrine, is two and a green uh, legendary shrine. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, add X mana of any one color where X is the number of shrines you control. So yeah, we want to be ramping out with this card, uh, getting it to the point where we can cast our other shrines because this is nice. It gives you a X of any color mana, uh, all one color, but still pretty sweet. And then we also have Sanctum of Calm Waters, which is the new blue one. So three and a blue. Uh, and it says at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may draw X cards where X is the number of shrines you control. And if you do discard a card, uh, like you said about the, um, the seeing winds, you know, that's not a May. This is a May. So you're not going to deck yourself with Sanctum of Calm Waters. It's just sweet to have for a while until you're drawing all your, you know, you're making sure you're drawing all your good stuff, all your shrines that you want. And then, you know, that's going to be very helpful that way. Yeah, these are like these are great development shrines, right? These get us going. If we have Sanctum of Vault, we're on a quick train to like dominate this game. But if not, this will just help us keep our game plan going. If we don't see Sanctum of Vault for a little bit, that's okay. We're putting gates out there because we do run Maze's End, right? That's the land that it's an alternate win con. Um, so we we have help with that. And Maze's End came out way back in Dragon's Maze. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, we've had gates pop up again in Ravnica, and we've got a lot more gate support, including an 11th gate. Uh, I want to highlight Circuitous Root. That's new since Maze's End. Three and a green for a sorcery. Search for two basics and or gates. Put them onto the battlefield tapped. That's two more gates. A Maze's End activation puts a third gate down there. So, like, that's one third of the way right there. Um, we can't cast this over and over, but like that, this is good stuff. And then we've also got Gate Colossus. It's eight mana, but it costs for an eight-eight construct. But it costs one less for each gate you control, so we can usually cast this for five, four, three, uh, and it can't be blocked by little creatures with power two or less. And whenever a gate enters play, so either if we play a gate, if we cast Circuitous Root, if we activate Mazes End, we get to put gate colossus from the graveyard on top of our library uh if we activate that in our upkeep before our calm waters a sanctum activation we'll probably be able to draw the colossus if that's going on as well uh, this makes for excellent defense while we develop further it's an excellent attacker if we have it available that's a lot of damage uh, i'm happy to run that sort of stuff so like maybe we're going mazes end now maybe that's the way this game's playing out i love a multi-pronged possible attack with it with a deck. sure it's one yeah. of my favorite things to do in a commander deck so so yeah if this is the version where we think okay this is the maze end route that we're going here um mina and den seems pretty sweet um two red green for the four four legendary elf ally you can play additional lands on each of your turns and you can pay red and a green uh to return a land you control to its owner's hand target creature gains trample so this is sweet because we have to bounce mazes end back to our hand in order to activate it so this just lets you get Mazes End back down on the on the battlefield right away uh, because you can play that extra land. 
also it, if we have a bunch in our hand it just means means we get to do it faster right uh we also have nature spiral one in our green for a sorcery that says return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand now i'm guessing this is because uh there's going to be some things that might put lands in our graveyard do we, do we have i mean any of that? It, it it could happen right um yeah we have some things that do put cards in the graveyard we don't have a strong self mill here's another example of why brewing in the discord is so cool there's a version of this deck where we go real hard on self mill and then we just put all of our lands from our graveyard back onto the battlefield uh, i think that would be an excellent way to build a dedicated maze of zen deck but i didn't want to dedicate all those card slots to this but we just have a couple of cards to get those back and you know maybe maybe we don't care about the gate that's in the graveyard maybe we'd rather pick up a shrine so maybe that's what sure, we'll grab there. Absolutely. And then we have uh, Kidios and Tiro of Miletus. This is the four color. Uh, so it's the um, there's no black in this one. So gr uh, red, green, yellow or so yellow, <laughs> red, green, white, blue. Uh, Leisure Human Soldier. The two eight at the beginning of your end step, draw a card. Each player may put a land card from his or her hand onto the battlefield. Then each opponent who didn't draws a card. Um, so basically, it's like fancy text for saying um uh you you draw a card on your end step and then you can play an extra land basically right um so uh this again same thing mazes end get it down there also get faster to your gates and be able to play them and we've left out that there's also elementals in this deck right so like maybe we've got some shrines i did a bunch of testing and if you get an early Sanctum of All or one of those good draw utility ramp shrines, this deck starts to go pretty fast. Yeah. Um, Maze's End also, looks, if you get the right pieces for it, we can just be like, I'm very close to a Maze's End victory. I think I'm going to spend my energy on that for a little while. Uh, not to mention Horde of Notions lets us cast elementals out of the graveyard for five color or just cheap ones um and you know i think elementals we could have gone any direction with the rest of the deck but elementals work great because of a key elemental called risen reef one green blue it's an elemental it's a one one whenever this or another elemental enters the battlefield under our control i get to look at the top credit library and if it's a land it just goes right into the battlefield tapped if that's a gate thank you very much <laughs> uh and, or i can put it into my hand so it's card draw it's that sort of thing uh ikoria gave us parcel beast it's an elemental beast two green blue for a two four or it mutates for green and blue you can pay one and tap look at the top card of your library if it's a land put it right into the battlefield if not you can put it into your hand it's it's the ability on risen reef but it's an activated ability so we can maybe get extra lands out this way or we're just drawing cards these are our utility elementals um, I'm happy to cast a Risen Reef out of the graveyard for five mana with Horde of Notions. It's a bit overpriced, but I'm happy to get that card back. And listen, there's lots of elementals uh, that we could have gone with. Um, Omneth Locus of Rage is a top elemental. Yeah. Three red, red, green, green, legendary elemental, five, five, landfall. We've already told you so many ways lands are hitting the battlefield. Yeah. So this, this landfall trigger gets amped up big time. Uh, whenever a land comes in, you get a 5-5 red and green elemental creature token. That'll trigger Risen Reef and other things going on, maybe. And whenever this or another elemental dies, we Omneth deals 3 damage to target creature or player. That also could just be a win con. 
I mean, I'm not going to go through them all, but we've got plenty of elementals that we that can sack themselves for effect. Maybe, maybe, maybe it can. Maybe it's got evoke, and when we when we evoke it, we get to get rid of an artifact. So it's going to leave the battlefield. We're going to kill an artifact, and Omnath is going to get that trigger going. Soul's Risen Reef. This, this deck, there's a, you've got a lot of decision points in this deck, which is pretty cool. I think it's always the most fun decks to play are the ones where you're making lots of decisions all the time. Yeah, totally, I'm, and. Go ahead. No, you go. Yeah, you you've got a lot of screens. No, Omnath. I was just gonna say I love Omnath Locus of Rage. Like you like you're saying, I, I have an Omnath deck, and it's um, uh, anything where you're just like the the beauty thing about this card is that like yeah, there's tons of synergy that you could include with it, sacrificing things and playing more elementals and blah blah blah. But really, all you need is a, is some landfall. Like you, as long as you're playing lands, and yeah. and if you've included like we have here some ways to drop some extra lands. That's more than enough synergy, man. That's great. Like parcel beast, Risen Reef, those coiling Oracle effects are just fantastic with Omnath, not to mention stuff like Mina and Den. So Mises end is putting lands into play. Like it's wild. This is great. Now I want to, I'm going to take a quick detour here. I know we're not in the budget section of the deck, but there's lots of elementals. Omnath is one of the top three expensive cards of the deck. Mm. Um, I left Omnath in because of the synergy with the lands and everything, but there are lots of pricey, pricey elementals. I left out. Of course, Avenger of Zendikar belongs in here. Of course, Maelstrom Wanderer belongs in here. Mm. Like these are pretty expensive cards and I left them out, but you can tune this up. You can go more on elementals. You can go more on like fancy land tricks. Again, I mean, I'm not. I don't mean to dwell on the budget, but we're not running life from the loam or crucible of worlds. But sure. th- that those will be great includes if you want a more of a self mill thing to get that going. This deck can like change shape a lot. I think if you just kind of go in different directions, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, love that. And so there's two other cards I want to highlight. Um, so enduring ideal. If you get this, we're going to cast it. No. Five white white for a sorcery. Search your library for an enchantment card, put it into play, then shuffle your library. And it has epic. So for the rest of the game, you can't play spells. At the beginning of each of your upkeep, <laughs> oh, copy this spell except for its epic ability. So we're going to cast Enduring Ideal. We're going to put Sanctum of All into play. And then every upkeep, we're going to get to put another shrine into play in addition to the shrine that Sanctum of All gets to put into play. Those abilities still happen. Those triggers still happen. And it won't be long before we will truly dominate this game if we get all the shrines out. And just in case that wasn't enough, Andy, what else, What other enchantment can we go get? I can't believe this. Happily ever after. <laughs> Happily ever after. Two and a white an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, each player gains five life and draws a card. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if there are five colors among permanents you control, if there are six or more card types among permanents you control and or cards in your graveyard and your life total is greater than or equal to your starting life total, you win the game. And I see that. I see how this works now. We're going to be able to get five colors very easily. You know, it's a five color deck. We got a five color commander. Bam. There you go. Um, you getting the different card types. It seems like there's quite a few in the deck. I mean, um, you know, yeah, the, the, we have plenty of instances and sorceries that deal with like, you know, crop <coughs> rotation to get another non-basic land. We've got some artifacts that help us get lands, you know, Sol Ring, of course. They end up in the graveyard or on the battlefield, some fixing artifacts. Uh, the only one we don't run is Planeswalkers, um, just 
just worked out that way but it's pretty ish pretty easy to do and we didn't talk about it but the old white shrine gains you two life per shrine you control during your upkeep and if sanctum of all is giving you double that trigger that like that's we that means we have six shrines out so that means we're getting 12 times two we're getting 24 life yeah just from that the, so like that should be doable the new black one drains everyone right for the number of yeah. shrines you control you don't gain all the life it's not like gray merchant but you still gain a decent amount off of it yeah i mean i mean that 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 shrine alone could win the game exactly. anyway even yeah. if we don't need to get this but just another just another thing this was another late recommendation from the discord where they're like we got a few wing cons why not throw this one in there too i was like yeah Why yeah not? it seems <laughs> like, like it makes sense I, I i think you're right to do it yeah yeah because yeah. like like they're gonna want to kill your like some enchantment so like they probably use their enchantment destruction already on something right whether it's, probably you know one of the shrines or whatever and if you haven't gotten them back or whatever like they're i just don't feel by the time that you've just said okay let's do happily ever after I just don't feel like people are going to have what it takes to get rid of it at this point. And if they do, they use their removal on Happily Ever After. Big deal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you, do you go for this or do you go for a Sanctum of All? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think you're right to go, like, the bigger game plan is to go for Sanctum of All, but, like, they're never going to see you coming for Happily Ever After. Like, they're never going to see that coming yeah that's pretty funny i love it i love yeah it. you could you can slow roll the maze's end portion of the deck to like sub make that a surprise as well yeah uh, that's right yeah there's lots of tricks like you know crop rotation to like to as your last one to sneak in the maze's end as the last gate you need and then just activate it on your upkeep if you want like that's a fun way to go yeah this seems fun i love following different paths as the game sort of unfolds in front of you uh, and we did have a surprise in Discovery. I mean, when you're playing a five-color deck and you're focusing on, like, you have a lot of power to cast a lot of spells. Um, and uh, Neomaxis in the uh, the Discord recommended the uh, Bringer cycle of cards. Mm. Um, the, the one that I'm, like, a lot of them duplicate what the Shrines are already doing. So I really, they don't all have a place in here, except the black one. Bringer of the Black Dawn. Seven black black for a 5-5 five, five bringer, uh, but you're allowed to cast it for Wooburg instead of its mana cost. So it's cost the same as our commander, cost the same as a Sanctum of All. Um, it's a 5-5 five, five with Trample, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay two life. If you do, search your library for a card, shuffle your library, and put that card on top of it. So it tutors a card to the top of your deck for two life every upkeep. That just gets this train rolling even faster. This is... Do you want to go Mazes End? Put that on top. Do you want to go Sanctum of All? Put that on top. Do you want to grab Happily Ever After? Put that on top. This card's amazing. That's great. Uh, it's a repeatable tutor, uh, and we can cast it very easily. So, great. Thank you very much. Sweet. Happy to. Uh, I guess I'll take this time to thank some of our Discord mem members. Man, it's so fun getting in there, brewing. My initial idea was like, I know I want to do five color shrines. I know I want to back it up with Mazes End, but I want some other five color flavor so we brainstormed a ton of five color options settled on elementals went ham on elementals hmm. uh so i think i got everybody but i may have missed a few people again it's a whirlwind in there so sorry if i missed you i'll get you next time uh dino pirate papadio tornado joe 87 neo maxis lol what chiefy 
Nosrak 2, Pips Don't Lie, Senator Og, Shen, Beppa, Magic Sphere, Dinesh, Brave, Sarabin, Doomfrog, and Shafam 2001. Thank you, team. Couldn't have done it without you. Shafam. <laughs> uh, let's do the budget report. <laughs> this is where we take all of the cards and we turn them into multicolor money. And if we have all the colors of the money, we have one of every bill canadian money yeah colorful like the currency i've already hinted that this deck has a few pricey options in it uh the tcg mid comes in at 145 and the low comes at 74 which is a little higher than average for what we do around here uh but again there's a ton of flexibility in this deck you could go up by 100 bucks or down by quite a few dollars (laughs) surprisingly the most expensive card is kineos and tiro of Miletus. wow cards up to 11 bucks wow yeah i mean you know what so i'm simultaneously surprised and also not surprised you know what i mean like yeah i remember when this when the four color decks came out that like kineos and tiro was a budget card we were using it in a bunch of decks like on the show where we were brewing 50 dollar decks and you know they were not breaking the bank back then and then but then looking back you're also kind of like man you know these when they print these commander products, like the commanders are the first things to to go up. You know, I mean, obviously, there's always that one chase card in, in every one of these decks or whatever. But the commanders are just taking over when it comes to the, you know, representing the value that you get. I think everyone got so excited about Atraxa that year yes. that it just overshadowed these. And then but then eventually people were like, hey, we, we all know Atraxa is broken, but this card's also kind of broken <laughs> yeah it's great a two eight yeah. for four that like yeah you play extra lands and draw cards it's amazing it's 11 bucks 11 bucks i'm surprised um next is omnath as you mentioned uh earlier omnath look is a rage the uh seven mana five five the landfall and everything um is 10 bucks and this is one that i know was kind of expensive and then it did get a reprint let me see what is where, where, where the reprints come in i don't think it has a reprint i think it did get a reprint oh no i thought it got a reprint no. in one of the commander sets no okay no i'm wrong you're right no it uh the original lomnath got a reprint the, the mono green one. Oh, really i didn't even know that uh anyways so yeah i guess so Omnath just hasn't seen a reprint yet and this is just a you know this is uh, I, th- I bet you went up in price after the other Omnath came out and that yeah. elemental deck became really, really something after M20. Um, but this is a great card, man. You know, I, I, I've had an Omnath deck since it came out and it's a very fun, uh, pretty powerful deck. It's, uh, you know, so it's a powerful card. Ten bucks is, you know, it's mythic from a not great set, too. So there's a lot of things hmm. working against the price of this one. Third most expensive card is Ulvenwald Hydra. Uh, this is up to about seven bucks, although it's going to be reprinted in Jumpstart, and that's going to bring the price down. You can already pre-buy it for like five bucks from Jumpstart, and that will go lower. Uh, but that's because it, it's a six mana star star Hydra with reach. The power and toughness is equal to the number of lands you control. And when it enters the battlefield, the ETB is basically putting any land from your library into the battlefield tapped. So probably mazes and probably a gate, but it like gets us to our gate victory even faster. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. 
yeah, it's just like all those cards. And again, here's another option. Could have put Golos in here, right? Could have led with Golos mazes and command yes. because Golos tutors up the land. But again, you know, like I wanted to do something a little bit different. Let's take a look at our faves. Um, I will go first. And my favorite card in this deck is Elvish Reclaimer. Uh, it's a single green for a one, two. And it says that uh, Elvish Reclaimer gets plus two, plus two, as long as there are three or more land cards in your graveyard. And you pay two and tap, sack a land, search your library for a land card, put it onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle your library. This is just going to work so great, obviously, with the Maze Zen portion of the deck. But also, you know, if you get your if you get Omnath out there and you're just being able to, like, sack lands and get new ones in, I mean, you're just going to have an army of five fives before you know it. And I love this card. It's great. It's this like card. Go ahead. I was good. Like, like while I was testing it, the Maze's End victory is so tempting. Like, yeah. that's the one that I found myself going for most frequently, at least in when we tested on Forge against pretty dumb AIs yeah. uh, who don't know, like, hey, hey this guy's going person. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like things like Elvish Reclaimer let you put like that doesn't cost a land drop by what it does trade in a forest for a simic guild gate or something like that mm -hmm. um circuitous root is new ulvenwald hydra came out since uh dragon's maze we've got so many more ways to sneak out non-basics that the mazes end deck is a lot more viable than it used to be yeah like it's just 10 of the lands right like it doesn't seem you put enough stuff in there that cares about getting lands you're gonna you're gonna have it People are going to yeah. come for you, though, once they see that maze's end out there. Once they, s But I guess, you know, if you can be sneaky enough with it, you might be able to make it work, right? Like, It's true. So, like, for, even for this one, like, the, one of the reasons I like Elvish Reclaimer is that you can grab that maze's end at instant speed. Yeah. Now, now see, so, okay, the tricky thing about maze's end is it enters tapped, mm -hmm. and you have to activate its ability to get the win. Right by tapping it right so you have to untap with it somehow so you have just have uh, have to have have it come in on your opponent's end step yeah and then on the untap bam right yeah um yeah. so that's a that's a nice move that's a nice way to do things there i like it i like it uh from from my favorite card i went with mythos of iluna Ooh. it's a new one from akoria but it's Proving, like, this is incredibly useful. Two blue-blue sorcery. Create a token that's a copy of target permanent. So it's a four-mana clone of anything. Uh, but if you pay red-green, so in the two colorless, which is very easy for us, that you get to fight the... the if, it's a cre if you copy the creature, you get to fight any other creature you don't control. Mm -hmm. The thing you copy doesn't have to fight itself. You can make a copy of a big creature and fight a smaller utility creature that you need to get rid of. But the thing that we mustn't overlook is this lets you copy lands. Mm. This lets you copy enchantments. The shrines are legendary, so we can't copy those and they won't work. But, you know, we can cert this is another way we can certainly maybe copy a maze's end and activate that maze's end that the mythos of the luna comes back to our hand and we've put another gate onto the battlefield uh that also works sweet i like it yeah that's really good man this is this is cool oddly enough it kind of reminds me of the other deck that we made with happily ever after in it 
and a, a little bit. Right. Like you're right. going and you're trying to get things and you're trying to work towards this, like, you know, kind of alternate win con. And, uh, um, yeah, you're just trying to amass this like five color thing on your board and just like really make it work. And, uh, it's, you know, I played with that deck a little bit and it was, uh, it could have used some, you know, it, it was perhaps a bit ambitious because I was, if you remember, I was trying to do three color, five color win con. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was, that proved to be quite difficult. Uh, it proved to be, it proved to be tough. Um, with this deck, I think because you also have, you got the you got the uh, you got the gates you got the um, shrines and you have the elementals. I think it's like we're not just bent on one thing like that deck was. This is those three things plus happily ever after. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. as we talked about. So I yeah. like that it's got those multiple angles because that's how you're. Yeah, you you're gonna play your game out and then you're gonna see like halfway through and you're gonna be like, okay, this is the, the route I want to take and I love that. Yeah, super fun. Really thanks, cool. everybody in Discord. Yeah, thanks so much. Well, uh, that does it for the show. That's everything. Um, let us know how you feel about this deck, uh, whether it's, you know, in the comments of YouTube or uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can reach out to us at Commander's Brew. Uh, good spot to, to start chatting uh, out there. But uh, also remember, if you're looking to buy some singles and you're in Canada, please check out Wizard Tower. Uh, use our coupon code. You'll get a you'll get a little slice off. The price there, a, a direct discount if you uh, order and, and uh, ship within Canada. And of course, uh, if you're outside of Canada, uh, check out our TCG Player affiliate link. It's below the video on YouTube. It's in the show notes of the audio show on your podcast app. Uh, follow that link to TCG Player. And whether you're purchasing cards from the deck or not, doesn't matter. We get a little bit of a slice there. Uh, so that's a nice way to help you know support the show if you choose to do so. Uh, you know... It's been great. Another great week. Another fun deck. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone, and we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out, too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.